And welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demung here with y'all as always. Big, big, big news dropping here on this Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday late morning, early afternoon. Got a lot of news dumped on the lacrosse world. Um, And not even just in the college game, we had... Uh, Sean Quirk announced um, as the new, I guess it's called the Cannons LC now, um, as their head coach. He's been a head coach in Boston. So he's coming over with the team. Uh, <clears throat> and we'll see how the, what the roster looks like and everything, um, if they're going to have an expansion draft and all of that um, for the team, but which I believe they are in the PLL. Um, so the Boston Cannons coming over. Uh, as Cannons LC, Sean Quirk coming over with them will be retained as the head coach of the Cannons in the move from the MLL to the PLL as those two leagues uh, merge. So we got that news like right off the bat this morning. And then later on, we get Mercer announcing their schedule. We got a Big East announcement today, this morning as well, which was followed by Villanova announcing their schedule. And then to just put the cherry right on top, we get a we, we get a Ty Zanders bomb on Twitter. Doc Aiken is back at Virginia after previously deciding, I'm going to go play football at Villanova this spring. He's back at Virginia. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all of this college news that's going on here. Um, And I want to dive into the schedule stuff first. And we'll talk about docs um, on the back end. But I want to talk about the schedule stuff first. So um, because I think that's obviously docs, big story there. But I think the schedule stuff is, is what most people... Um, across the landscape are, are kind of focused in on and and uh, honing in on right now. So Mercer has announced their schedule, as I mentioned. Um, we know their first game will be against Bellarmine uh, away. It'll be um, at Mercer, so an away game for Bellarmine, which that was announced last week when Bellarmine announced their schedule. And they have something like 17 games. Um, this one is not as big of a schedule. This is what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 games. So a bit uh, less games, but still a pretty full schedule. Um, we usually, I mean, it's usually about what? 12 to 15 games <clears throat> in a given year, depending on how far you go and all of that. Um, in the postseason. So, pretty normal schedule for uh, Mercer. Uh, you know, as with Bellarmine, there are a couple non-conference games against SoCon opponents. Uh, they play Bellarmine, obviously, and they play Jacksonville. And then, and the Jacksonville game is in Savannah, uh, not in Macon. It's in Savannah, uh, Georgia. I don't exactly know where in Savannah, but it says Savannah on the loss on the uh, schedule. 
Um, and, you know, there, there is, they do have a scrimmage this weekend as well against Tampa, a D2 opponent. They do play Lenore Vine, a D2 opponent as well. Um, and that is not a scrimmage. That is a regular season game. I know Inside Lacrosse said it was a scrimmage um, on the schedule they posted, but they also posted the press release, which does not mention it being a scrimmage. So that is a regular season game for for those of y'all who um, are, are wondering that or are asking. That that is a scrimmage. Uh, there's not a scrimmage. Um, they did they they did they did something similar last year. Uh, they played uh, who was it? They played wasn't Tampa, Florida Tech. They played uh, Florida Tech last year, a D two team, um, and so similar thing this year as well. And most of being and making kind of um, removed from a lot of the lacrosse scene, um, and obviously you don't have Foman uh, a state over. You've got Bellman two states um, above, and you've got you know High Point and. Uh, UNC and Duke, who they both play. They play UNC and Duke on the road. Um, not back-to-back. Um, you know, they play Duke on the 13th and UNC on the 6th. Uh, I mean, U- yeah, UNC on March 6th. Uh, Duke is on February 13th. Um, I'm expecting that to be the opener for Duke, uh, but we do know Duke is going to play UNC and you, uh, excuse me, Duke will play Denver. UNC will also play Denver. So, I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure when those dates are, uh, but it could be that uh, February 6th date as well, which is the first weekend in February, the traditional uh, opening of the college lacrosse season. Uh, Mercer will also play uh, Cleveland State and Utah. Both them games are in Macon. So Utah, Utah, they're doing a lot of traveling this year. A lot of traveling. Uh, Cleveland State seems to be the same. Uh, they're playing down here in Louisville against Bellarmine twice and then going down to Macon for a game. Um, I haven't seen Jacksonville's schedule, but uh, if, if you know, they just want to keep on going south, uh, they could do that as well. Um, and that's going to be inter- interesting to see how these independents – are scheduling. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, the, the, the most schedule besides the number of games is very much in line with what Bellman had and very much in line uh, with what I think we're going to see with a lot of these SOCON teams um, was the SOCON, like they're playing just normal, like as far as conference play is concerned. It's just normal single round robin. Um, for for what we've seen with the SoCon, um, that's a, a a great variation from what's going on in the Big East, where uh, Villanova was the first team to announce their schedule, and you know they this was previously reported but officially announced today by the by the announcement of the schedule. Uh, the Big East announced, I think it was their. Uh, spring sport, uh, the championships. Yeah, the championships. And then I think it mentioned, yeah, the how they're doing it, uh, so the schedule and all that. They announced that this morning. 
and then Villanova, the what they're doing schedule-wise for a conference, and then when the championships will be, they announce that. And then a few hours later, uh, Villanova announces their full schedule. Um, and this was previously reported by, I think, Inside Lacrosse had it. Uh, U.S. Lacrosse Magazine had it as well, I believe, um, a few weeks ago, uh, where it's going to be a 10-game Double round robin season for the Big East, conference wise. Non conference games are at each individual um, school's you know, liking. So, like, you know, Denver will have two non conference games, we know, at least. Um, Villanova has at least two non conference games. They open with Delaware and they close with Lehigh. Um, I do want to mention that Lehigh game is scheduled for, for May 1st. May 1st, that is a, and also mentioned the Patriot League, we do know Lehigh will be playing non-conference games. Um, they're a similar situation with the Big East where it's at the discretion of the school. So we do know Lehigh's at least scheduled one non-con game. Um, but that, uh, I want to say February, that May 1st opening, that May 1st date, is the open date if there's any makeup games. So that Lehigh game, um, you know, based on what the Big East has said of that being the open date for any makeup games, that might not happen. Um, but it is there on the schedule at the moment. Um, Delaware, obviously Villanova opens with them on the 13th. Uh, should be a decent one there. And, you know, Villanova and Delaware aren't that far apart from each other. So I think that's something else that we, we knew we, we were going to see close geography games. Um, and I think we're seeing that, uh, especially with some of these east, you know, northeast teams. Um, one thing I do want to mention is not only how difficult this schedule looks, but also... RIP to the Philly Ford Classic. Um, that was when you had Penn, Drexel, Villanova, um, I'm missing one, St. Joseph's. Like, they all played in a classic, and they've done that for at least the past two, three years, if I remember correctly. And, you know, that was a really good, like, they had some really good games in that classic. Last year, all of the games were phenomenal. Um, that that is not happening this year. Obviously, uh, schedule prohibits it, but uh, do hope that that can come back uh, in twenty twenty two when all of this has subsided. Now, outside of scheduling, uh, mentioned we did have some pretty big news uh, today involving the Virginia Cavaliers. And that is that Docs Aiken will be returning for a fifth season with the Wahoos. Um, Docs Aiken, you know, being the star midfielder for the Cavaliers, uh, was initially set to play football at Villanova, um, but has had a change of heart. And is coming back to Virginia. Um, he you know, he made that decision to play football for Villanova 
last spring. Um, and it was gonna come in and play in the fall, but they didn't. The CAA, at least, I don't think any FCS football happened in the uh, fall besides a couple of games um, that we, and a couple of them were on TV um, that you saw. So FCS football was moved to the spring, and Villanova's spring football season uh, was going to happen this spring. Will still happen this spring. Uh, Doc Aiken, there was a picture of him with the Villanova football team practicing like two weeks ago. Um, so, had a change of heart, is now back in Charlottesville with the Virginia Cavaliers. And look, this is a big, big addition. Like, this is a team that I've mentioned before. You know, they they got Charlie Bertrand in there, but... And they returned Jared Connors, and, and they got they had some good wins over the offseason. But they ha- didn't have nearly the amount of success. Uh, and I don't know if they didn't go after these guys or if, if they didn't feel like they needed to in the transfer portal or in the offseason that some of their teams did. Uh, Michael Klaus left. Doc Aiken had initially left. Um, and those were two big, big hits. But with Aiken coming back, this midfield, and he's going to be the the – He's going to be the guy on that midfield um, this season. So, I mean, you're going to have Matt Moore back. Peyton Cormier is back. You know, they played, and I think he will probably play, um, you know, I, you know I, I would probably bet on him being at the midfield. Um, you know, he's listed as an attackman, but they kind of played him as a tweener last year. Mostly played him at midfield. Ian Laviano is back at attack. Obviously, Troy Botrond being in there, being that QB guy at X that they need. And then you have Aiken, Jeff Connor, and Peter Garneau, who can all tear it up. Aiken being the best of the bunch, who are the top three listed midfielders on the roster. Um, Garneau had a successful freshman year. Connor was had a successful sophomore season, and Aiken, we know what he can do. You know, you know top flight shooter um, it, it is going to be an impact. the The question that I think I've gotten the most is, how does this impact the plan that they might have had in place for Connor Schellenberger to be that third guy at the midfield if they were going to put him there? Um, like, how does that impact him? And to be honest with you, like, I think I, they're going to get him on the field no matter what. Like, they're going to get him on the field no matter what. Same with Xander Dixon, who was hurt last year and is back. They're going to get both of them dudes on the field no matter what. Um, may, it might not be in the exact capacity that we thought coming into the season with Aiken now back. Um, I should say, that we thought earlier this winter uh, when Aiken wasn't going to come back. But they will certainly find a place for him on the field. Um, And I think this is just an upgrade to the offense. Uh, You're putting Aiken back in there, and this offense just goes way, way up. Um, You know, I had initially, looking at the ACC I had initially said, like, look, it's Duke and Syracuse 
And then, like, I was debating with, and I've talked to other people about this, is like, what team, Notre Dame, Virginia, Carolina, like, which team is better? Because there was so many question marks with either uh, new guys coming in or with guys that you've lost or with um, guys that had a successful season last year that were fairly young that you weren't sure what was going to happen this year, uh, which being the case with UNC where they went 7-0 and and had a lot of young younger dudes step up. Um, and they're getting some fifth-year guys back now that we know of. Um, and, you know, I, I think now you have to put Virginia above both of those two teams with just with Aiken coming back because, I mean, he's that big of an impact player on this offense where, you know, they jump. And, and I think they were probably there already as that third-best team in the conference. Personally, I thought that. But, you know, I know some people that were saying, hey, Carolina – is better than Virginia. Notre Dame is better than Virginia, but it's not far off. I think in the minds of those who maybe have thought that, that I mean, come on, if, if you still think that with Aiken back, I mean, you just don't know what costs because, I mean, and this is a, and people have talked about impact transfers, impact guys coming back, and, you know, this is that kind of move with Aiken coming back. And I think everybody understands that. Um, So Virginia, you know, I already thought they were, and many already thought, you know, the defending champs, if you will, as I still call them, um, you know, they have a shot to go to championship weekend again. Like, and that was already in in, in people's minds, but I think this just solidified it for a lot of people. Um, no, I don't think there's as many questions surrounding that midfield as there would have been if Aiken wasn't going to be there. And I remember a few months ago, I said like, oh, it doesn't matter that Aiken's not going to be there because they still have talent, which was true. But in the back of my mind, I, I, I was still thinking like, man, I I, I hope that, that, no, my words don't come back to bite me. And um, with Aiken back now, I, I think that just solidifies them. That that just solidifies them as a title contender. Like that just it just does. Like the you know, you could debate top five, top ten all you wanted to, but I think now, no question in my mind that this is a top ten, top five team in the country. That is uh it for today's episode of the Inglacross Bucket Podcast. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, previewing the SoCon as well as uh, the three independents, Cleveland State, Robert Morris, and Utah. Uh, Hampton, remember, is not playing lacrosse this year. Uh, Opted out back in, what was that, November, October sometime then, um, when they opted out. So they are the only D1 team not playing. Um, as always, like if there and there's gonna be news coming tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and and before I hop on Thursday. So if there there could be another podcast in between then and now, uh, but as of right now, the next one will be Thursday, uh, previewing the SoCon and the Independence. As always, have a great rest of the week. Subscribe, iTunes, Google, Spotify. Uh, any other podcast platform that you have, we're on a bunch of them. Uh, and 
Have a great rest of the week. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Lacrosse Bucket. Website, lacrossebucket.com.